Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is the female Join me at every morning, 7 a.m. Let's go of the Female Solution Radio Show. Studio. We invite you to call in to 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, bonjour. In Spain, hola. In Italy, hola. ciao. In Egypt, ahlan wasalan. In Ghana, akwaba. In Nigeria, peleo. In South Africa, saubona. In Senegal, nangadef. In Kenya, jambo. In Israel, shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, assalamu alaikum. Greetings. And may peace be upon you all. Welcome, welcome, bienvenido. We are here in Blog Talk Radio. We're here in YouTube at the Alice Tiny House Village. And you can catch us live on Facebook, Soul Purpose Healing. Today is what normally is called Black Friday, where everybody goes crazy shopping. But we canceled it today on this broadcast. We have canceled Black Friday. Why? Why are we canceling Black Friday? We want to shop. We want to shop. We want to shop. We want to shop. Well, over the past month, I have just been so absorbed in learning more and more about the Middle East conflict, the war, Palestine, Israel, Zionism, uh, Judaism, Gaza. I have just been totally absorbed in it. And this week, oh, something miraculous happened. Uh, First on this week or Tuesday of this week, I decided "Ah, maybe I should fast. It just kind of floated in. You know how the thoughts come in from the cosmos. Maybe I should fast for the people in Gaza who are being just slaughtered, bombed, children, babies killed, ah, crimes in the war that men play. 
killing babies and women, part of the, the usual war tactics? No, no, crime. So I decided to fast on, I think it was Tuesday, I said, I'm going to fast tomorrow, Wednesday, for the, pe- the babies and the women and the children who are being slaughtered and killed all in the name of war and um, Zionism and all that craziness. So lo and behold, I don't know if it was Wednesday morning, a ceasefire occurred, a temporary whatever. They stopped the bombing. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, my heart is so relieved, so joy, full of joy that they temporarily, supposedly, they're going to try and release the hostages, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, is this connected to my decision to fast and pray more? Maybe. So anyway, that's why the topic today is fasting necessary in the boot camp for peace because I don't believe in coincidences and it just so happens that I started to fast, decided to fast specifically for the babies and children and, uh, and the women in Gaza and Palestine so this would stop. It's just heartbreaking to see the babies and no electricity, no water. Talk about fasting, no electricity, no water, no food, nothing coming in. But these people are so strong. So fasting, is fasting necessary in the boot camp for peace? Do we need to deny ourselves here in Estados Unidos, America, to make a difference over there, over there, over here, there, where bombing and slaughter and murder and destruction is taking place? That's the question we're asking today. So I am going to just flood you with all the information you need about fasting. I even have my brother, Elitan Elamine, who's a solitarian breatharian. He doesn't eat any food at all for months, days, years. I don't know how long it's been. He's going to be on our show today on YouTube, of course. And we're going to just be pondering, considering the idea that if we sacrifice here in this temple, in this body, in this rich country of the United States of America, where people fill their shopping carts every day with crapola, and all kinds of processed food, liters of Coca-Cola, bacon, lettuce, everything. If we sacrifice in this country, can it make a difference where people are starving, being bombed, their homes being destroyed? That's my question today because it happened so quickly for me to think about it when I fasted all day Wednesday, the day before Turkey Day. I said no food, just liquids. I did a liquid fast. So we're going to talk about different types of fasting that we in this rich country of America can do to bring a more lasting peace, not a temporary ceasefire, but lasting peace. And it starts right here in this temple where we talk about health and well-being. So thank you, thank you for joining me on this adventure today to consider that a sacrifice that we make here might make a difference in the world even, in our global family. So let us do what we do every Friday morning, and that is to play the sounds of healing 
to promote uh, first loving ourselves uh, with time for healing. It's time for healing with the sounds of blackness. This is the the uh, people who sing this song, play the music. I love the music. Time for healing. And we always start with rolling, re- releasing the tension in our neck first, rolling our big head around. And then we go to our shoulders, swimming in a sea of energy. And then we get on our back and kick our legs up and start rolling the ankles, knees, uh, hips, elbows, wrists. So that why, 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 why would we want to do this torture this early in the morning? Well, here are three things to think about that you are benefiting or helping your body when you joint roll with me every Friday morning. Number one, your circulation improves. When you're moving these joints around, you're activating synovial fluid in each joint, which is lubricating like a car. We are these human cars, automobiles vessels of love, truth, light. And when we roll these joints, we're lubricating the joints with synovial fluid and helping them function better, waving high, moving the knees. Everything works better when your circulation and your synovial fluid is flowing. Second, your lymphatic system drains better. It gets rid of the toxins. That's your lymph system is moving toxins out. People who develop breast cancer and they have to get their lymph uh, nodes cut out. They don't have to, but they choose to. It's because they haven't been moving that stuff out consciously, consciously moving the toxins out, rolling joints. That's what helps to keep the lymphatic system draining well. And then finally, especially now when we're moving into the winter, colder, darker months, your immune system gets a boost when you're rolling these joints. So let's get busy because we have have a lot to talk about. I have so many audios to to share with you. And I share these audios as long as there's no one pressing one in the studio that wants to comment or there's no uh, comments in Facebook. I just keep sharing knowledge and wisdom. But I welcome, welcome you to participate in this question today. Is fasting necessary in the boot camp for peace? Our boot camp for peace is about consciously bringing peace to this earth, especially in the Middle East where they have been bombing and killing babies and women for the sake of power and egomaniac activity. Anyway, so that's why we're here. We're going to make a difference in the world Answering the question is fasting. But now let's go to time for healing. Let's roll this neck around and get our lymphatic system, blood circulating, and our immune system boosted. Children are 
I encourage you all to do this before you get out of bed. This is your fly routine. First, love yourself. Don't get out of that bed until you fly with lubricating, moving all your joints. Now, let's just finish up. Bring those knees to your chest if you can. Rock side to side. Give your spinal cord a little massage. Side to side. And then rock to one side and push up. And we are back in our seated position. Give yourself a hand. Give yourself a hand. You rolled around with me. And let's do one more routine that we always do, waking up our vagus nerve. The vagus nerve runs from your brain stem, the back of your head, all the way into your microbiome. It's a Wi-Fi system a pathway to your gut that communicates. This whole body is one big communication system. Place those hands at the back of your neck. Squeeze and release. Inhale, squeeze, and release. Inhale, squeeze, and release. Inhale, squeezing the back, massaging the back of the neck. Get that, those muscles loosened up. And let's just pat down our arms under and get that lymphatic drainage going under the arm, both sides. Pat down both sides of your arm, under the arm. Don't forget right here, your thymus gland is right in the middle of your chest. That's your immune booster. Booster, booster. Come on, thymus, get working, get busy. We love you, we love you. And then don't forget the breast massage. Squeeze around the breast. Squeeze the breast. Under the breast massage, get rid of all or any toxins under there. Breathe in, breathe in, massage any pain, just massage it away. Pat, pat, pat around your your navel, your microbiome, your gut. And then last but not least, don't forget to love on your kidneys back here. Your kidneys and your adrenal glands are right back here. They need a lot of love because they do a lot of work. Thank you, kid. Thank your kidneys. Thank your adrenal glands, especially during times of stress. All right, we're done. Now let us move to my studio. We're going to pick up my laptop and move to the studio, give you a view of my ceiling, my beautiful plants up there.
And we're back in the studio here. Hallelujah. Thank you for another beautiful day in Florida. It is cooling down in Florida. So we are grateful, grateful for the cooler weather because we had a long, hot summer. So thank you all for joining me this day. And thank you. Let's see who's in the well, in the Facebook live, Facebook we have uh Washita Wellness Center. Hallelujah. Love it. Let me get a comment from them right away. I love this comment. They say Washita Wellness Center says, Love it, spinning our articulation, roll the joint for real. <laughs> That's great. I love that comment. Thank you, Washita. And fly, yes. That's what we do here. We fly first, love yourself. And as I said at the beginning of the show, we're asking the question, is fasting necessary for boot camp for peace? In the boot camp for peace, we've been talking about boot camp for peace uh, for a while. I did a video with my partner because he's a he's a Vietnam veteran. I've had men in my life, my father, World War II, my my uh, husband I was married to for almost 40 years, Vietnam veteran. And then my current partner is a Vietnam veteran. And then I have some beautiful brothers who join me on uh, Blog Talk Radio every twice a week, Vietnam veterans. So we start talking about boot camp for peace. Let's not do this war thing anymore. We had enough of that. We This generation, bless them, bless them, but this new generation is out there protesting for a ceasefire. They don't want this war business anymore. This is a racket. If you know anything about the military, industrial conflict, it's a racket. We want to end it. So this week I decided on Tuesday after just absorbing myself with knowledge and information about the Middle East and Pakistan, not Pakistan, Palestine and Gaza, Judaism, Zionism, I came to the conclusion on Tuesday of this week, I need to fast. I need to fast for all the babies, the children, and the women who are being killed in Gaza, Palestine. And I came to, after all the information I absorbed over the last month, this is what I share with my audience now. After the, the summary I bring to you today about the war in the Middle East, especially Palestine, there's a lot of wars going over there. The terrorist United States military is warring, bombing everybody. If they, if they have an opportunity, they love to drop bombs because they make money. So here's my conclusion about Palestine if you haven't been doing all the research, I've been doing it, listening to both sides back and forth. The reality is that some of us in the United States can relate to is that when you have a colonizer go into a land where there's already people there uh, uh, doing sheeping, herding, growing vegetables, uh, olive trees, and all. when you have a colonizer who comes in and for 75 years, that oppressor, that occupier begins to push people out, uh, creating people who leave the country because they're being pushed out. You get all these people running to other countries because they're the occupier and the colonizer and the oppressor comes in, uh, Judaism, not Judaism, but Zionism comes in 
and says, we're going to push you out, we're going to make our own state, all that. Seventy-five years of that has been going on. And in the, in, the, in the 75 years, they've created a concentration camp. Uh, they've done ethnic cleansing. And they've just totally oppressed the people of Palestine. So what do you get after 75 years of that type of hatred, destruction, murder, killing, bombing? You get people who are pissed and angry. That's what you get. That's how my that's my summation. You get a lot of angry, hurting, wounded, um, angry people living in what's left of it, and all the rest are refugees. Refugees have just scattered because of the oppression of the power of not just Zionists here there, but here in the United States because we got a lot of Zionists here. Just a little side, in case you didn't know, APAC. A, this group, APAC, is a, a, a lobbyist in the United States. They're made up of Israeli military. This, this APAC group started in 1948 with funding from the Israel military, you know, over the Zionists. So we have most of our congressmen and senators are funded by APAC, which is rooted in the Israeli military. So anyway, long story short, I fasted on Tuesday. I start, No, I made up my mind Tuesday. I was going to fast for the people in Palestine, babies, children, mothers, killing, destruction. Huh? And the next day, there's a ceasefire. I said, whoa, they have agreed to exchange a temporary one, whatever. It stopped. The, the bombing stopped. I'm like, whoa, that was huge. I'm like, did the fasting do it? Maybe, maybe not. There's a lot of people protesting. I'm sure that made a difference. But I started to ask the question, is fasting necessary in this boot camp for peace that my tiny house village is promoting? That's the question we're asking. So I'm going to give you lots of information about fasting today in case you forgot. I mean, yesterday was a glutton feast, right? Everybody's eating turkey and all the dressings and all that, and then a little apple pie at the end. Yeah, I had a piece of apple pie at the end, and now I'm back on my regular routine of intermittent fasting. So I want to invite you, number one, Black Friday's canceled in this arena here. Stop your addictive shopping today. Stop the addictive shopping all in December. We don't need any more toys. Really, we don't. So let's stop it. Let's consider stopping the addictive Black Friday behavior. Hopefully when this show is over, you'll go do some gardening, clean your house, uh, help your neighbors. But that's part of the fasting we're promoting today is stop all the shopping, credit card debt, and all that. So let us go to some information that I want to share with you about fasting. There's so much here. I don't know where to begin. But one of the things I want to review, uh, Sad Guru is one of my favorites, and his uh, information is what are the benefits of fasting? You might be thinking, well, you don't really care about stopping uh, the war in the Middle East and saving babies and children. Maybe that's your thought. Fine. What are the benefits personally for you? I'm looking at this as global effect since it stopped 
seemed to have stopped the the war in the Middle East after I decided I'm going to fast for the people in um, Gaza. Imagine if a majority of people fasted all over the world for the babies, children, and women who've been killed in the last month even. Thousands of babies and children and women have been killed, men too, in the last month. Imagine if we all committed to fasting, committing ourselves to praying, fasting, and sending love, sending healing to the babies, the people who are remaining in that area, even the Jewish people who have suffered. They're the ones protesting, by the way. You have a lot of American Jewish citizens protesting, asking for a ceasefire. How about that one? That just tells you that government over there is not for the people in any way, shape, or form. So my first uh, information for you, uh, after the break, because I really didn't realize we were that close to a break, we're going to take a break, and then I'm going to come back with Sadhguru about the benefits of fasting. And my brother, Eli Tom Elamim, is going to speak to us today as well because he's a breatharian, uh, solitarian. He doesn't eat anything. Uh, but there's a spectrum of fasting. You've got Eli Tom Elamim over here, the alien. <laughs> doesn't eat anything, drink water, anything. He's in Uganda right now at Lake Victoria, and he was on the Nile River teaching people about breatharian, solitarian lifestyle. Then you've got the other extreme where people are eating everything they can, uh, three days, three meals a day, and in between uh, Almond Joy chocolate bars and everything else that the grocery stores offer. So there's a spectrum. Those in the middle who are trying to limit the amount of food they stuff in their mouth, and then those over here with Ellie Tom who are intermittent fasting and eating one meal a day. There's a spectrum, but today I hope at the end of this show you will make up your mind that fasting is or is not necessary for to bring about peace on this planet. So we're going to take a break, and we'll come right back after these messages. Let me find the right messages. Here we go. Okay, we'll go with Howard Williams. All right, be right back. Are you constantly arguing with your spouse? Are your children misbehaving and acting out? Is someone in your family abusing drugs? Have you been the victim of domestic violence? Are you grieving over the loss of a loved one? Let us help you restore serenity to your life. At Serenity Family Social Services, we understand that good mental health is a result of emotional well-being. Our goal is to assist you and your family in removing emotional distress and restoring harmony and balance to your lives. We offer individual, couples, and family counseling. I'm Howard Williams, CEO of Serenity Family Social Services. Call us today at 312-315-4820. That's 312-315-4820. The Female Solution Global Radio TV Show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speaks. Tuesdays, 
Self-Cell Care with Jody Susan. Wednesdays, Repairing Broken Families with Naima Latif and co-host Kareem Hamid. Thursdays, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And Fridays, Health and Well-Being with Viata. Saturdays, tune in 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time. First Saturday, Success Strategies with Jana. Second Saturday, Wendy Williams Esquire on Relationships. Third Saturday, Move Around with Deborah. And fourth Saturday, Wisdom with Mama D. Join us Sundays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time for Soul Purpose Healing with Beata. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to the host and be a part of the solution. Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve peaceful harmony in the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com. for joining me. This is a collective boot camp for peace, boot camp for peace today. We don't want our grandchildren um, involved in this uh, racket of war anymore. And that's why I think you see a lot of young people protesting for a ceasefire. Even on college campuses, the college students are very active saying ceasefire, ceasefire. And it doesn't mean that you're anti-Semitic or anything like that. It just means the ra- the racket of war needs to end. So let's start right here, boot camp for peace. We fly every Friday, get our bodies strengthened up. And do we need to fast as well to usher in this new paradigm, this new season of peace? Oh, it feels good. It feels so good. I said a prayer at our dinner table yesterday of thanks for stopping the bombing and destruction, at least for a time. And let's let's make it permanent. Let's put the pressure on. How do we put the pressure on? Fasting is what I did. And for at least one day a week, maybe, or maybe more. Maybe you want to fast longer. And with a commitment, a consciousness, an intention to sympathize, empathize with the people who are who have died, the people who are suffering, and bring about a different, peaceful world for our grandchildren, for the younger generation. They're they're way ahead of the baby boomers in this. And then there's a lot of baby boomers out there as well. We don't want this mess to continue. We don't want pro- the profits to be going to uh, Raytheon and uh, all these uh, war contractors. It's time for an end to that. So we're starting right here asking the question, 
Is fasting necessary in the boot camp for peace? So Sadhguru, one of my favorite teachers, is going to share his wisdom about the benefits of fasting. Now, if you have any uh, comments, you can join in. And I'm not sure if I'll play the whole thing, but I'm going to let uh, Sadhguru For most of the chronic ailments that people are suffering today in the world, the headquarters is in the stomach. Impurities gather over a period of time and you become dense both in body and head. <laughs> it determines the way you think, feel, understand and experience life. I'm curious actually, your perception on water fasting or fasting and taking prolonged This went to food directly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fasting, not food, good. <laughs> It's the opposite of food. It's time away from food and the benefits, if you believe there are any benefits, from allowing ourselves to take a reset and to renegotiate our relationship with food. See, uh, this happened in Los Angeles. A cardiac surgeon drove his... Uh, he was a little fascinated with his Ford Mustang. That was his car, and he was a little excited about it, and uh, one day he started coughing a little bit. So he took it to the local mechanic and said, some problem, please fix it. He said, yeah, doc, come tomorrow morning, it'll be ready. The doctor, before going to work tomorrow morning, he went there, but it was not ready. So he said, okay, come in the evening, it'll be ready. He came in the evening, it was not ready. He said, what's the matter? You said, morning, I came. He said, evening, I came. What is the issue? And the mechanic was in that kind of mood. He said, see, you're a heart surgeon. You also fix engines. I also fix engines. How come you're paid ten times more than me? So the doctor looked, him, looked at him and said, try to fix the engine when it's running, let me see. So human life, and human body needs to be fixed when it's running. Otherwise, it's meaningless. All right, you're going to postpartum. <laughs> What's the point of that? We need to fix this body when it's running. If you want to fix this body when it's running, you must understand, because we're talking about something related to digestive process, these are the stages of this ingestion, putting something inside. Digestion. Assimilation, excretion, these are four dimensions of food and the whole process. Ingestion, digestion, assimilation, excretion. Ingestion is happening in today's world just about any time, wherever they are sitting, standing, any time of the day or night, people just eat because there's so much food. It was not like this ever in the history of humanity. But unfortunately, fortunately there is a lot of food, Unfortunately, people don't know when to eat, when not to eat. As there are cycles in time, see, we know time only by cycles. If the planet spins one like this, one spin, we say it's a day. Otherwise, you wouldn't know. If the moon goes around, we say one month. If we go around the sun, then we say one year. So our idea of time is essentially cycles. 
Our birth and death is also a question of cycles. Only because our mother's bodies were in sync with the cycles of the moon, we are even born. Otherwise, we wouldn't be born. So our whole physical existence is cyclical. The entire spiritual process, we could go into that if you wish, essentially is significant because it's not cyclical. Because cyclical means you're going in circles. If I say you're going in circles, what does it imply? You're in a loop. You're not getting anywhere. Yeah. Usually if I leave you in desert where here there are some mountains, if there are no features, it's just sand, then people end up going in circles. That means you're not getting anywhere. That means you're lost. So the moment you are completely identified with your body and your psychological structure, you will start going in cycles. So in India, it's in the yogic uh, culture, it's very, very clear. This is called a samsara. That means cyclical life. So cyclical life, as good a merry-go-round it may be, you know, if you arrange it well, it's a good merry-go-round, but you're not getting anywhere. Children can enjoy a merry-go-round. If all the adults are sitting in the merry-go-round and going round and round thinking they're traveling, oh, very tragic, isn't it? So that's what happens. So the body is a cycle. These cycles are very connected with the planetary cycles, with the moon cycle, with the sun cycle, everything. Lunar cycles, solar cycles and the earth cycles are very important for the body. If one has the necessary awareness, they could observe on which day your body doesn't need food. Every other creature knows this. Unfortunately, human beings have forgotten because their thought process or their silly mind has superimposed every other sense they have in their system. If you observe your system, you will see on a particular day, you don't feel like eating. That day you should not eat. But no, you're at your friend's house, there is a party, you stuff yourself, even if your body says no, you stuff yourself. You see all the animals, even if you have a dog at home, on a certain day he refuses to eat, both dogs and cats. Have you noticed this? He will go and eat some blades of grass if it's available and puke and cleanses himself because he's conscious that ingestion is continuously happening, but digestion and excretion is not as efficient as ingestion. Ingestion is happening compulsively, but other parts need to work. Other dimensions of digestive process needs to work. When we say digestion, digestion happens in the whole alimentary canal, not just in the stomach. And assimilation also happens across the entire alimentary canal. Now, excretion doesn't happen only through the alimentary canal. Excretion needs to happen on the cellular level also. Impurities gather over a period of time and you become dense both in body and head. <laughs> if you don't cleanse yourself, then uh, it'll pile up over a period of time. We call this karma because when it piles up, it determines the way you think, feel, understand and experience life. People may not realize this, but they will think, this is how I am, this is my nature, this is not your nature, this is the way you messed yourself, all right? So this cleansing process, one important thing is to give a break for ingestion. Because other systems are largely involuntary, you can stimulate them, but they're involuntary, they're functioning. Ingestion is a voluntary process, though unfortunately for most people it's become compulsive. It should be a voluntary process, that is, I eat when I want to eat. When I decide I want to eat, I will eat. My hand doesn't decide when to eat, if there's anything, 
anything. You know, people are doing this all the time. <laughs> I relate. <laughs> I think if we leave a bunch of good chocolates around you, your hand will eat, not you. <laughs> so ingestion should be a conscious process. To bring this consciousness, there are many methods. One is fasting. Simply denying yourself food and water could cause damage to the system. You must support it with the necessary practices. If you have the necessary practices, the need for food will come down. See, our energies are not coming only from the food that we eat. The sunlight, the air, the water... Actually, if you... in the yogic sciences, we say, if you really keep your system well, 60 to 70 percent of your energy should come from these three factors – sunlight, air, water. Another 40 percent should come from the food that you eat. So naturally, food... amount of volume of food, food that you eat will compress. I must tell you about myself. When I was young, I'm a big eater. I never became big because my activity was immense. But today what I eat is actually one-tenth or less than one-tenth of what I used to eat at that time. From the age of nineteen till now, I'm still the same weight. Same weight, what I was at nineteen. Only thing is, at that time, all the weight was on my shoulders. Now, because of this gravity continuously working on me, kind of pulled it down a little bit. <laughs> but I kept myself up. <laughs> So fasting as a process must be done with necessary understanding. If people don't have that awareness, in India we fixed the eleventh day of the moon cycle, you must fast. If you're not able to fast, you go on something very light, it's called palhar. That means you go on fruit diet. Because fruit is a substance which is over ninety percent water, and you must eat water, not drink water. This is the yogic science. As far as possible, you eat water. You always be conscious about the food that you're eating, what is the water content. Like a South Indian meal, if you eat, a cooked meal I'm talking about, if you eat, very easily sixty, seventy percent water. In fact, more. In some of the foods, it's much more. But now the food that you're eating here, you're eating bread, which was baked a month ago probably, is it minimum? Even in so-called uh, organic shops, it's at least a month or at least a week. Yeah. Nobody is going and getting fresh bread and come. And anyway, the way the bread is baked, it doesn't have water in it, very, very little water. So, of course, you're uh, compensating that with uh, a bucket of Coca-Cola or something like that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I said a bucket. A not bucket. A is that a good amount of Coca-Cola? It's <laughs> <laughs> this big. <Yeah. laughs> But that doesn't work like that. You, if you drink any liquid along with your food, the acids that are necessary for digestive process will get diluted. Your whole digestive process gets inefficient. Because food, when it goes in, if it contains water, it assists. But if you put any liquid on top of it, you will see the food will remain in the stomach bag for too long. We are very concerned about this always in the yogic uh, culture and life that we don't want food to remain in our stomach bag for more than two and a half hours maximum. In two and a half hours time, it doesn't matter what I've eaten, how much I've eaten, it must go into other parts. 
If it remains there, it makes you dull. It makes you lose your sense of perception. Your pers the level of perception, the keenness of perception is lost, which you notice if you eat food without coke or coffee or tea or anything, you feel dull. It kind of pulls you down. Whole lot of people have developed a culture around it. After lunch, they have to sleep. It's like you went to the gas station, you fueled up, then you can't start the engine <laughs> because there is a gas in the tank. So that, that's what it means. So to ensure that digestive system is in full process, because for most of the chronic ailments that people are suffering today in the world, the headquarters is in the stomach. Yes. But a lot of people, it's shifting to their head, but largely headquarters is in the stomach, the way, what they eat and the way they eat. So in this way they eat, one simple thing to bring discipline is, maybe one or two days in a month, you go on much lighter foods which are very simple and easy in the body. If you can just thrive on water or just a little bit of lemon and water or little late, lightly honey-laced water, it will help, but if it's not possible for you, maybe a fruit or something, which, which is very, very light on the system. The idea is to give digestive process and assimilation process a break so that rest of the body begins to excrete on the cellular level. It must throw out all the impurities. All right. Any questions, comments? That was Sadhguru. He's a very wise man from India. I played his music, his teaching for a while on uh, healing, what the body needs, what it means to heal. But now he's given us wisdom about sunlight, air, water. Those are our major nutrients. And food is, eh, that's like at the bottom. And that's what we're going to hear from our breatharian uh uh, Ellie Tom Elamine talks about that because he doesn't eat food at all. He gets all of his nourishment from the sunlight, the air, and the and not even water. And, and yeah, water because what you learn is that water is in your atmosphere, it's in your environment. People are there is a man uh, on YouTube. I've seen him several times. He has learned how to uh, create water out of air. He has a machine that processes the moisture in the air and brings flowing water out of his machine. So we know that there's plenty of moisture in the air. And what Sadhguru is teaching us, that we only want food in our stomach for two and a half hours. Otherwise, all that buildup determines the way we think. So is fasting necessary for boot camp for peace? You be the judge as you hear from these people of wisdom. Let me go to the phones. We've got a caller who has pressed one. And Admiral let's see, Nelson Bay. You know, when I began my political career as a Republican candidate for U.S. representative in Illinois' first congressional district, I was a 24 going on 25-year-old, and my issue primarily was prison reform because I noticed how they are beginning to privatize prisons, and my thought was, well, if people are going to be consigned to these godforsaken places that we know of as prisons, state and federal prisons, let's say, they should be um, making the very best use of their time. And I believe in prison reform 
uh, today more than ever before because I believe in people's inalienable right to be left alone, their inalienable right to privacy. I don't believe in solitary confinement. That's a form of torture. I believe there's a prison in downstate Illinois that is a hellhole, and that is where they should consign certain inmates with people who um, have been uh, convicted of nonviolent offenses have been consigned there, and it's wrong. You see, okay, but uh, people. Daniel yes. Nelson Bay, what does it do with fasting? What it has to do with fasting is that I have a concept of one meal a day, which is actually better than multiple meals a day. I got this okay. from. Um, How to Eat to Live, Parts 1 and 2, written by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And I think that upon reaching the age of 15 or 16, which is the age of maturity, um, individuals who are incarcerated, uh, including juvenile detention facility here in Cook County, um, they should be um, given a menu as to whatever is available. You see, it's all connected. Um, And the whole dynamic of this, and this is why I believe in Chicago Territory, Illinois Republic, consisting of all of Cook County plus uh, Pembroke Township in um, Kankakee County. You see, that's a lot more land and it's farmland. And I think there should be an election on this upcoming November 2026 midterm ballot for okay, so um, Nelson, without getting more yeah. into politics, we have to do that. What is your answer? Do you think fasting is necessary to promote a boot camp for peace? People who are wise, as uh, Sadhguru said, he used the word practice. We practice. I am a practitioner of German New Medicine. It's a lifestyle. It's a habit pattern. And one of the inalienable six inalienable rights is the right to privacy, the right to be left alone. So we have to reform the prison system in such a way that it doesn't ill affect the people who are consigned there. In the wake of Hurricane Katrina, for example, at that um, – Angola prison in Louisiana, they, those people could care less about the inmates who were there, most of whom have been railroaded. And my point is, and they were left in the cells. They were not allowed to leave the cells, and some of them may have actually died of drowning in their cells. Now, you see, this is why the prison industry needs total reform. The Nation of Islam hosted, uh, actually, Minister Farrakhan spoke, and it was at this AME church in Philadelphia. I think it's Allen Temple. And the senior pastor at the time said, maybe we should own some of these privatized prisons. And we should. And the same money that is being allocated to these nameless, faceless white men who are the beneficiaries of mass incarceration. Of hey, let me black, brown, there. and poor white people. Yes. Hey. 
Okay, the only only thing I'm thinking about right now is that the people in Gaza and Palestine have been in an open air concentration camp for the past fifty years. So what you're saying is relevant in terms of us thinking about prisons that people who are in a prison situation, an open air concentration camp for for example, are suffering. So thank you. I'm going to go to to is a lot of wisdom and knowledge for us to digest, and I appreciate you sharing that. Now, I'm going to go, uh, because I want people to keep thinking about, is fasting necessary to promote peace on earth? Is fasting necessary for us to work in this boot camp for peace to bring about for our grandchildren, for the next generation, a, a, a paradigm an environment, a society that does not look for bombing and destruction as a solution to problems that people are not able to solve. And here's a, uh, my, my friend Ellie Tom Elamine, so wise, and has so much experience on the topic of fasting and all that. He was in Israel a couple years ago, and I thought this was interesting, talking to young man uh, at a retreat they gave about emotional eating because that is where people struggle, I think, with letting go of food when Sadhguru just with it's mostly sunlight and water that's nourishing us, not this food. It's not even food. It's more like chemicals that people have put on the grocery store shelves. Most of the bread, let's face it, the bread in grocery stores is a bunch of chemicals. Oh, my goodness. You can walk down the bread aisle and you get a headache from all the chemicals. So let's listen to, it's about five, of Ellie Tom Elamim, my breatharian brother, uh, who was in Israel a couple of years ago, having a discussion about emotional eating. Oh, emotional eating. That is a good one. Where, again, you dealing with your ego again. It could be relationships could trigger it. Stress at jobs could trigger it. I understand how that season can be. Now, what you want to do about emotional eating is start, instead of just eating and eating anything, think in your mind on things that you really enjoy, you understand, but the things you don't enjoy, just don't eat it just to be eaten out of emotion. If you're going to eat like they say, eat the things you really enjoy, that starts soothing the emotional body. I'm going to tell you a story, and I say this a lot. There was a time when I made my transition. One thing I loved was the Frito corn chips that you eat and also the avocados. Love them. Now, instead of fighting against that, that's still in me that I love them. So what's going to happen is as soon as I see them on sale or anything else, that's going to trigger me wanting to go get them. i got to go get it. You're feeling bad about yourself. I broke. You shouldn't feel like that. If I know I love those particular foods, I'm going to enjoy myself with them. And I did. So everything else, the spiritual walk was going real good, but I enjoyed those things that I really enjoyed. Over a period of time, they didn't taste the same no more. So right there, I knew that my body was telling me, and they didn't feel the same no more in my being. So therefore, my body was telling me, now we can move on. It's like being food, you're making relationships with them. It is. It's a serious relationship. So to just break away from a relationship, have you ever been in one where y'all just didn't say those last words yet? You've got to talk one more time and make sure it's over. 
It's one of those things. It's a serious breakup. So when you're breaking up from that, that's why you're not trying to snatch yourself away. You're easing yourself up out of that. Making sure everything, every base is covered. So again, your body is so intelligent, it does have a valley intelligence. But in the meantime, make sure you keep staying on the energy cycle of meditation. Meditation is a good foundation because by us having an electrical body, living in an electrical universe, as we see in the day, just relaxing, you can feel the energy flow coming up and down the body. So even during the retreats, we're going to focus a lot on Qigong so you can understand this. And this energy is everywhere. I'm hearing Israel is high. When I was in Egypt, it was high. When I was in the Canary Islands going through Europe, when I was in America, it's everywhere. You're living in a magnetic field of the sun. So it's time for us to wake up to see what we got as our tools and our equipment and what we're living in. This is a great age we're in, and guess what? This is free energy. Okay, so, so you're saying, uh, I'll, I'll go back uh, to two things. First of all, the Qigong we did um, today in, at the beach, we did it yesterday, and yeah. today, this was amazing. Just not doing anything um, and meditate in, in certain... Um, how do you call it? Uh, the position. Position. Mm -hmm. um, and the energy is uh, flowing. Right. And, and something is, is different. Like the state of mind is different. The, the physical um, um, the, the physical state is, is different. Right. Um, so that, that's amazing. And you recommend if someone is having like emotional uh, drive to eat. Right. To meditate at the, this moment. Not so much at that moment. Keep that in your lifestyle every day. Okay, so you're not saying like um, something, uh, you're saying the more you do um, meditate, Qigong, and energy work, mm -hmm. you have less um, emotional eating. Exactly. And when you have emotional eating, eat what you love. Right. Okay, that's nice. This is like user friendly. Nice. Don't fight it. You this have emotional fight. eating, Eat consciously right. what you love, what you love. But make sure you keep that meditation in your life. And like I said, what makes this age different than everything else? Yes, meditation been around a long time. Qigong, Tai Chi, yoga. But now we know you could go without eating. Before we this hasn't been on the scene. Now it's here. Okay. You have a goal people, while you're doing it. People talk about it on the on the Bible and that Jesus didn't <laughs> eat and Moses didn't right. eat. Oh, but so they're, the they're not me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they're over here. I can't time. touch it. But they're telling you to take up your own cross, in other words. In other words, this is the temple. Yeah. <laughs> and Jesus by itself said, like, <laughs> you are me. I'm like you. Exactly. No difference. Yeah. <laughs> so this time you, there are people that saying I'm not eating and it's okay. Exactly. And what you're saying, you told me to, to me before, vegetarian is not not eating. That's not the issue. That's not, not the issue. And for sure not fasting. Right. It's a way of life to know uh, your energy and mm -hmm. the universe law and how to move energy inside right. of you. That's and work right. your energy to the highest potential every day. Work your energy to its highest potential because that feeds and brings more light to the body. Not eating is a byproduct of you living that way. Amazing. And that's talking about also the emotional eating. When mm -hmm. you live your life as a vegetarian and meditate and do energy work, you won't want to eat. Um, exactly. It all goes hand in hand because the physical body, emotional body, and mental body is basically all one body. 
So when you work on one, it affects the other and vice versa. Amazing. And keep that going. So that was my friend, my brother, Elitan Elamin. I get videos from him almost every day. He's in Uganda, Africa. But that was that video, that audio we just heard was in Israel. So interesting. Two years, I think it was two years ago, where he was uh, communicating. He had a relationship with people in Israel about Breatharian lifestyle, uh, solitarian lifestyle, teaching that young man about uh, Breatharian lifestyle in Israel. So just goes to show you everybody in Israel is not a Zionist. Everybody in Israel doesn't hate uh, Palestinians. But my journey this week, in case you're join, just joining us, I decided to fast on Tuesday of this week because of all the knowledge I had gained about the concentration camp for the last 75 years in Palestine and how uh, all the news and the propaganda and then the next day, a ceasefire was talked about, and they stopped the bombing from temporarily, they say. And I thought, wow, does fasting have anything to do with ceasefire and, and peace in the world? Uh, and as you're hearing, Elitam Elamin, Sadhguru, uh, we have this relationship with food, food, what I call chemicals, mostly chemicals in boxes because most people are not eating fresh food, celery, tomatoes, uh, cucumbers, lettuce. Most people are not eating that way, but they're eating out of a box, prepared foods, fast foods, all that. So when you have a relationship with your food, your chemicals, you're not going to want to depart from that too easily or separate or divorce. You might have to go through some changes. But the key, as Sadhguru and Elitam are pointing out, is your meditation activity, your qigong, your tai chi, your yoga, your walking. You have to be involved in these exercises, these movements of the body to overcome your relationship with food, Cheetos, Doritos hamburgers, french fries, and more, turkey, all of that. If you're going to be participating in the boot camp for peace by fasting, we're working on educating ourselves today about this relationship we have had with man's chemicals. And now Bill Gates is putting out all kinds of burgers and things that GMO foods that is going to clog up your system even more. So let us continue in this boot camp for peace with consciousness, consciousness and awareness of who we really are on this planet, these souls walking around in these vessels of clay, these sacred vessels of clay. So let us take another break. i got another break to take. And when we come back, I have another audio on intermittent fasting. This is one of my favorites. And, again, if you we heard from Admiral Nelson Bay this morning. Thank you so much, Admiral, for sharing your wisdom. If you have some comments, questions in uh, Blog Talk Radio or YouTube or Facebook, we got three ways to communicate here. Yay! And my, I prayed, as Naima Latif suggested, I prayed and blessed my laptop this morning. 
we may we don't have to go through any of the, the chaos we went through on Sunday. So everything's working smoothly. Just keep breathing, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is John Alexander. And I'm Naima Latif. Meet people like you who are making a positive difference in the world. Big difference. Watch us every day on The Media Connection at www.youtube.com slash TV. YouTube it. We'll see you soon. There are people who choose to make a positive difference in the world. Our job is to bring you their stories to motivate you to do the same. Join us each week, host John Alexander and Naima Latif, as we bring you the educators, entertainers, elected officials, religious leaders, and community activists whose works are transforming this world. Find out how you can make a difference, too. Be inspired. Watch the Media Connection. Mondays at 5 p.m. and Tuesdays at 12 noon on cable TV, Channel 19 in Chicago. and other cities, check your local cable listings. about finances, family, health, jobs, relationships? Are you in pain? Do you feel stuck? If you answered yes to any of these questions, help is available. Don't worry, you're not alone. It's part of the human process. You only feel this way because you haven't mastered the voices in your head. No hype, just down to earth, solid, workable tools and techniques that you can practice daily. It's really food for the soul, whether you want to learn how not to worry about anything, reverse type 2 diabetes, publish a book, promote your product or service, or just make extra money. To take advantage of the deal of the day, go to zeldaspeaks.com or call 312-409-6619. Mention promo code The Female Solution and get free shipping. That's zeldaspeaks.com or 312-409-6619. Stop worrying today. Visit zeldaspeaks.com. All right, we are back. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on Blog Talk Radio Studio. You can join us on the Internet if you don't want to call in. You can listen on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the female solution. Or you can uh, go to YouTube, Viata's Tiny House Village. Or you can go to Facebook Live. Um, where I'm on Soul Purpose Healing. So let me play. I want to share with you some information on intermittent fasting. That is one of the easiest ways, in my opinion, to fast. And I'm going to come back. It's only about three minutes uh, audio. And then on the phone, I'm going to open up the mic um, after we listen to something on intermittent fasting. Uh, so let's go here. Here we go. Intermittent fasting refers to eating plans that alternate between fasting and eating periods. The goal is to systematically starve the body long enough to trigger fat burning. While research is still underway and the method may not be suitable for everyone, there is evidence that when done correctly, intermittent fasting can help lose weight, lower blood pressure and cholesterol, 
prevent or control diabetes, and improve brain health. During a meal, carbohydrates in food are broken down into glucose. Glucose absorbs through the intestinal wall into the bloodstream and is transported to various organs, where it serves as the major energy source. Excess glucose is stored for later use in the liver and adipose tissue in the form of glycogen and fats. In between meals, when the body is in the fasted state, the liver converts glycogen back to glucose to keep supplying the body with energy. Typically, an inactive person takes about 10 to 12 hours to use up the glycogen stores, although someone who exercises may do so in much less time. Once the reserve of glycogen in the liver is depleted, the body taps into energy stores in adipose tissues. This is when fats are broken down into free fatty acids, which are then converted into additional metabolic fuel in the liver. Thus, if the fasted state lasts long enough, the body burns fat for energy and loses that extra fat. Losing the extra fat is translated into a range of associated health benefits. Insulin is the hormone required for driving glucose into cells. Insulin level is regulated to match the amount of glucose in the blood, that is, high after a meal and low between meals. Because insulin is secreted after each meal, eating throughout the day keeps insulin levels high most of the time. Constant high insulin levels may desensitize body tissues, causing insulin insensitivity, the hallmark of prediabetes and diabetes type 2. Fasting helps keep insulin levels low, reducing diabetes risks. Fasting also has beneficial effect on the brain. It challenges the brain the same way physical or cognitive exercise does. It promotes production of neurotrophic factors, which support the growth and survival of neurons. Fasting, however, is not for everyone. Among those who should not attempt fasting are children and teens, pregnant or breastfeeding women, people with eating disorders, diabetes type 1, advanced diabetes, or some other medical problems, people who are underweight or frail. Fasting can also be unsafe if overdone or if not done correctly. There are several approaches to intermittent fasting, but the easiest to achieve is perhaps the one that simply extends the usual nighttime fast. A daily cycle of 16-hour fast followed by an 8-hour eating window is usually sustainable. For intermittent fasting to be safe and effective, it must be combined with balanced meals that provide good nutrition. It is important to stay hydrated and know your physical limits while fasting. The fast must be broken slowly. Overeating after fast, especially of unhealthy foods, must be avoided. So there are all sorts of videos, audios on YouTube if you want to look more into intermittent fasting. And I think I just got something from, um, I think it's Kwame, on digital intermittent fasting. There's just a ton of information out there. But let me go to the phone. And Kwame, um, if you want me to open your mic, press 1, because I see your number, but you haven't pressed 1. So 773-956, your mic is open. Okay, good morning. This is uh, Kufi James. Good morning, Kufi James. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good. Watching uh, watching Armageddon kind of settle out. <laughs> it's kind of a short war. A lot of people don't understand. A lot of people may not understand that, but uh, 
the spiritual people, we understand comes and goes and spurts. But um, during the during actually during these times, uh, intermittent fasting is just very very good to get clarity. Um, because uh, food is the cause of all disease. Actually, uh, a cold or the flu is actually caused by food. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, like, you know, you use some food, you start coughing. Uh, all sickness comes from mucus. And you start coughing, and you might get a little draft in the window, and you start sneezing, and they call it a cold. They call it a COVID. They call it the flu. And it was really that cheese that you ate. That's, 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 that's a common cold. Milk, cheese, dairy. That's what creates colds. That's what creates coughing. GMO foods, plastic. So... There is no cold or no flu or no anything like that. Sickness is just the food that's uh, breaking down in our body, causing mucus. So fasting is it's important for anyone to get some uh, clarity. Uh, I believe that a lot of uh, it's been a lot of murdering, killing. It's all over the internet. Um. Yeah, I mean it's just it's 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 depicable. I, I kinda got off the internet for a couple of weeks just to kinda get away from it. But I I believe that a lot of the cause of the mental problems is food. I believe that the 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 number one problem of mental disorders and all that it is food. Okay, let me let me pause you right there and um you make some excellent points. Um, Kufi, but my experience is that the food is not really the cause as much as the emotions behind the food eating. Because people are eating food mostly for comfort. That's the, that's where the sickness comes in. Let me just give you an example. If you're depressed and sad and in grief about a death of a child, let's say. And you're eating. You decide you're going to eat Hagen Dazs ice cream for night to comfort you. That food is not really what's causing any disease that might develop. But the energy from the depression, the grief, the sadness is what's going to lower a person's immune system, lower their digestive functioning, as Sadhguru pointed out, and all the systems in the body are going to slow down because of the depression, the sadness, the grief, the fear. Now, on the other hand, let me put it, if you are in joy, you are in gratitude, you are in just ecstatic mind every day, and you're eating Haagen-Dazs ice cream, that Haagen-Dazs ice cream is going to go right through you because the vibration and the energy of your joy, your gratitude, is going to create a efficiently operating system. So that's been my experience over the last eh, 35 years or so, that your emotions are what's driving the uh, efficient operation of this 
a biological computer. And this chart behind me, which is German New Medicine that Nelson Bay mentioned, is what proves it in so many ways because all these diseases back here are, have been proven to start when a trauma of some kind, a conflict shows up where the death of a child, a divorce, all these things that lower the vibration of the human body is what can I ask that? Not food so much, but your vibration no, that you're can carrying. I, Go can, I, can I ask Go you ahead. that? Go ahead. Fluoride and toothpaste, fluoride and water decalcifies okay. the decalcifies it, it, it blocks up and 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 it makes your penile gland hard, so your emotions get out of get out of whack. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So you know, the you. chemicals that we're getting from water, fluoride, from the toothpaste, that actually proven our penile gland is, is the most powerful organ in our body, and we're we're locking it up, which is creating depression, which creates emotional okay. tension. Okay. So let's let's. Let's let's connect those emotions to some chemical that we're putting in our body, alcohol or drugs or anything like that that blocks up the the the, the function of the emphatic system, actually causing those emotional uh, situations. You can't handle a, a, a baby crying. You get tense. You can't handle uh, a, a driving your car. You 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 start cursing at the driver next in front of you. So, that, those so are when, chemical, those are chemical imbalances in our right. body. Okay. So I agree with you that it's emotional, but the emotions, what what causes the emotional disorder is chemicals. Something has okay. something has to activate. Something has to activate okay. it. It's not it's not okay. a past trauma or future trauma. It doesn't come from my ancestors and all. It comes from my ancestors give me the chemicals that they that they use handed down. Everything has been handed down through our blood system. So I just wanted to kind of like what's what's activating these issues. Okay, it's thank always you. Always something that we put in our body. Okay, so Kufi, I appreciate all of that with knowledge that you're sharing. Here's another thought about that. Fluoride uh, has been around. And people who don't want to be consciously aware of what they put in their body, their toothpaste, whatever, that's called unconsciousness. So you have a lot of unconscious individuals putting all kind of crap in their body, whether it's fluoride, uh, 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 GMO foods. Unconsciousness is what creates the lower vibration, not the fluoride. In my opinion, the fluoride there is a there is this give and take between the chemicals and the emotions. But as Sadhguru and Elitan point out, when you're in meditation, when you're meditating, when you're practicing qigong, when you're practicing tai chi, when you're practicing yoga, when you're in nature, 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 it overrules the fluoride and all the other stuff that people are doing because you become more aware about you don't want to even put that stuff in your body. So, yeah, you make a good point that uh, people are unconsciously participating in having a relationship with fluoride, drugs, uh, pharmaceuticals, chemicals, all these things are unconsciousness. When you start practicing meditation, Qigong, 
You have to have those practices if you're going to be fasting and divorcing yourself from the relationships of food, chemicals, drugs, all that. There needs to be, according to the wisdom of the people who I listen to and share, you need to have a practice in nature of meditation and taking in the sunlight, air, and water, which override all the chemicals that people are using. Uh, let's see, Kwame Sunhorse, your mic is open. Welcome. Grand Rising, Sister Viata, and greetings to Nelson Bay and Kofi. You know, he's making Thanks. an excellent point, is, is that you have people that are space have what, what on the show they talk about the homeless or the spaceless people. The part that you're looking at is some fasting is controlled by the human and then other things that are in a person's life that they're fasting because they don't have access to resources. So we got to looking at how do we balance what we're calling fasting? Because right. the thing is, once upon a time, 30, 40 years, 40 years ago, say 50 years ago, 40 years ago, we fasted from technology because we didn't have it. Now we have this technology that we're constantly bombarding our bodies with. We're living in it. And is it really feeding the body for the better good or is it destroying the body and you know i watch high on the hog and it talked about the the cuisine that we created and eating from the earth and the communication of feeding off of that plate how we 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 communicate with food that is packaged from nature and this is the new era of the generation now that they're looking at how do they sustain themselves with things that are packaged packaged by the earth. And these are the tools because we have to look at, yes, we we have been said to be more productive, but we're more destructive. We've, we've said to be more productive, but we're being more destructive. Because we're destroying, number one, we're, we're destroying the earth by cutting down all of these trees and cutting up the forests and, and doing the destruction and building these skyscrapers, blocking out the sun. And we're disconnecting ourselves from our mother earth. And she is a resource that even in the animal kingdom, when an animal is sick, it knows to fast and it knows to, to go and lay upon the earth to help its body to get the necessary energy from the earth and allow itself to shut down for a while, even bears that, that hibernate for the winter. The part that we have to do is that we are out of order and we're looking at ways of putting order in our bodies but the thing that we have, have lost is is that our connection to the energy that we are and where it comes from. We think it comes from information highway. We think it comes from a Walmart or a Kroger or a grocery store. 
but in essence is is like you said, Alameen is walking the different countries and receiving the energy from just breathing in and walking on those spaces that he is in by divine order. So we've got to look at a lot of, of what Paul war is battling in ourselves. The first thing about bringing peace to to any part of the planet is that you have to first have peace within yourself. If you're warring because you're trying to satisfy that that emotion with a Haagen-Dazs or whatever it is that you choose, or you, you lose yourself on games or whatever it is, the technology that you use it for, because I just listened, you saying you got on Facebook, you're on YouTube, you're on Blog Talk, all of that energy is feeding your body technology poison. And and that's, thank you, that's what's creating the wars around us, is that the war within is active. People are walking, human beings, these vessels of clay are walking around with a war, internal war, that is really filtering out to our in society and our world to create these wars. So that's what, why it came to me that once I decided to fast, it's like the, the spirit most high creator said, now look what happens when you decide to stop any war activity inside you. A, a, a peace came, a peace of sorts comes to this major conflict. There's going to stop. Let's release the, the hostages and let's stop. And say, Wait, what, what happened? What happened? So, yes, thank you. The war within has to stop. That's why we're promoting or coming to you with the question, is fasting necessary in the boot camp for peace? It's your question to answer. Do you believe that if you stop the war within you, that we can create peace around us, whether it's in our neighborhoods or in the Middle East. Can we make a difference by choosing to stop this war within? I, I went for a walk with my grandchildren the other day, and my granddaughter has such a peaceful spirit. She's becoming mature, cooperative. She's getting boobs all and, and at nine years old. My grandson, on the other hand, is at war with himself. We're walking along, and he says, I don't want to be here. I want to kill myself. I'm going to run into the – he's seven years old, and he's talking about going walk. And my granddaughter and I looked at each other and said, he needs therapy. We were, like, kind of joking, but seriously, I'm like, what is with this child? He is at war within right now, and my job as his grandmother is to help him um, come to peace and experience peace and all the things I can do when he's with me because when you have divorce situations – and the mother's a narcissist and all that, you have to deal with all the energy that comes back in. Anyway, the war, you see the war within someone, and all I can do is fast and do meditation, do yoga, chai chi, and join with my brothers, Ellie Tom, and old people who are of the like-mindedness to say we can make a difference, but we have to choose to stop the war within. And that means giving up some of these chemicals that man has put out, Kellogg's, General Meals, that our body is at war. When you eat these chemicals, when you consume these chemicals, your body goes to war, basically, because these are not nourishing you. They're just 
feeding your emotions and comforting you. So, uh, Kwame, I'll leave your mic open, but let me go to another caller. Uh, 312-882, your mic is open. Welcome. Welcome back to you, Wayoran Yashalom. That means we are one in God. And thank God for you, Dr. V, and the female solution. Because you are keeping up with knowledge, wisdom, understanding, and truth. And information is the key to success. And success breeds success through education. And we are. This is Brother Plump, Minister Robert Floyd Plump, the president of Plump Music Productions in Chicago. And and you are keeping up with our health is our wealth. And as a result, I've learned from the female solution to be happy, to be healthy, to be wealthy, and to be wise. And the thing about uh, fasting, see, uh, in the original authentic way, fasting was all uh, uh, giving uh, uh, authority to God. It It was power and grace to God. For uh, each person, individual, and no matter what race they may be, no matter what sex they may be, you see, we have to all return to God in order to uh, cease the war within ourselves uh, because we are products of uh, the food that we eat as well as the mind that we keep. And we must demonstrate with the PMA of God all the way. We must demonstrate from the neighbor up, not from the neighbor down, because uh, that's the negative part of uh, the human being uh, that uh, demonstrates uh, the wrong way. See, the right way is always from the neighbor up to your mind. And, and then when you deal with the whole body, uh, from the uh, bottom of your feet to the top of your dome, which is your head, then there are seven levels. And the seven levels is the spiritual levels that each human being was created in a perfect way because that's the way God is. And perfect love is a way of life that you demonstrate with Peace, love, unity, marketing people, and that's what we're doing here in Chicago. And I'm happy, like Dr. King used to say, that uh, we all can be great if we just serve. So thank you, Dr. V, for continuing to serve God and serve the people, Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahshua, the Lord of the world, who most know is Jesus Christ. And he looks like you and me. And you're a beautiful personality, too. I've seen you on, on the Female Solution on pictures, and you uh, is like all the other uh, sisters, as well as uh, uh, Brother Kareem being a co-host. And I'm one of the men on a mission. And so uh, uh, for brothers and sisters to get more information from Brother Plump, they welcome to call me at 312 Three five and Brother Kofi and uh, uh, Admiral Andrew Nelson Bay and uh, uh, all the other brothers and sisters, you all are welcome to call me uh, too, so we can uh, uh, 
uh, make the world a better place uh, to live, and we can keep it real that way. Thank you, here. God bless you, and keep up the good work, Dr. B. We love you. And remember, Black Friday has been canceled. We are fasting from all this nonsense of shopping until you drop all that nonsense. Thank you, Minister Plump. We love you. Keep the music flowing. I go very much so. And you make a good point about honoring the creator uh, in this body. When on Sunday, Caroline Mist was talking about three ways that we can really be more conscious in our doing and being, and that's the law, the love, and the light. And the law that Minister Plump kind of hints at, the law of the human vessel that was created by uh, energy of cosmic order that brought in a microcosm in this vessel of clay called a human biological computer. There is a law for this biological computer that we live in, our soul lives in. And behind me, German New Medicine, as uh, uh, Nelson Bay pointed out, we are both practitioners of German New Medicine, outlines the law of the psyche, your emotions, your brain, and your organ working together to process all that we see, feed, hear, and, and so forth. And so the law is there whether you like it or not. You put a bunch of crap in your body. The law works to digest it and get rid of it or not based on how healthy your systems are, your digestive system, your endocrine system, uh, your reproductive system. All the ten systems that I play on this show, if they are not functioning at an optimum level, then you're going to have problems, sickness, pain, all kinds of – and what drives these 10 systems is energy, the energy of love, the energy of light, the energy of gratitude, the energy of forgiveness. All of these things are working in this temple. Whether you're fasting or not, there is a law that operates with this human vessel of clay. So if we can choose to love ourselves more by denying the relationship uh, of food and chemicals, and if we can choose to do more meditation, more more movement, Tai Chi movement, Qigong movement, bringing in the elements of um, sunlight, air, and water, then as all of my uh, contributors today have spoken, we're going to enhance our thinking process. We're going to enhance our relationships with other people. And as um, today I had a conversation with Brother Eddie Harris. I'm not sure if he's here today. But he was bringing in the numbers about um, the phones that we use and the mark, I think he was saying, talking about the mark of the beast. So Eddie Harris, I don't know if you're here, if you want to call in or, or uh, I think your number's here. But if you want to speak on that, um, uh, let's see, where did my studio go? Studio, come back. Uh, if you want to speak on that, press one, and I'll open your mic. But he was just bringing in the spiritual, metaphysical element of the mark of the beast and how our cell phones, represent a very controlling, uh, if you want to say negative element in our lives. Everybody has a cell phone. 
everybody on some level is being controlled by these contraptions. And I would been, been even say that probably more than 78% are addicted to their cell phones. They don't go anywhere without them. They put them next to their bed. Uh, they keep them on all the time. And so on some level, we're dealing with a negative or, a, and let's say, unhealthy, an unhealthy major part of our lives, the cell phone. And so if we can begin to let go, let go, let go of this cell phone for a great deal of time during the day, that's part of our fasting that's needed in the boot camp for peace. I know some people think they can't do without it, but it's interfering with our connection to the most high in many ways. I didn't hear uh, from the Most High about fasting through my phone. It had, my phone had nothing to do with the idea that came to me about maybe you should fast and bring about peace in the world. I'm like, what? Okay, that sounds good. I probably need to let go of some of the stuff I've been eating. So um, there, the phone interferes, not uh, enhances. We have to or we can. We can learn to use this phone only as a tool to communicate and improve relationships, but so many people are really addicted to this instrument, which becomes unhealthy part of our being. Mama AZ, your mic is open. You one, you open your mic. Um, your mic's open. Are you there, Doctor Z? Yes, I hear you. Go ahead. Greetings, uh, family. Do you know, can you hear me okay? Yes, speak up. Go ahead. Keep speaking. Okay. That is correct. Uh, uh, Brother Harris, with his info, is very timely. These phones are a trip because they (laughs) tell you sometimes what to do. They download stuff that you don't ask for and they keep on rolling it. And and I'm like, wow, this, this is incredible. So the mark of the beast, that, and I, I text uh, Brother Harris back and I said, hmm, that's interesting. And during that time he posted that, I was having, I'm still having issues with my phone. But what mm-hmm. I really wanted to say, and I give thanks to Brother Kwame, uh, Brother Nelson Bay, and, and, and uh, uh, Brother Kuzi, everybody. When I was out there in the stronghold recently for those five days, I wasn't hungry. I, it, was a, it was the strangest thing. It was water and coffee. Not a lot, but just water, basically. And I didn't desire for food. And and even as cold as it was, I took my shoes off and me and my chair, I got in my chair where I could roll where the dirt wasn't so soft. And I rolled in my bare feet and I raked in my my bare feet. It was cold. But it, it seemed to take uh, uh, some of my discomfort away, and the more I did it, 
the more the pain did not come. And I didn't find the need to take anything for uh, pain, you know. And I'm like, wow. So we need to find a way, Dr. V, to get what youth and parents are agreeable to create a way to tent out, even if it's in your backyard, to experience, even if it's a sweat lodge uh, that you can hook up uh, for the youth. It is very, very important. And that five days or more that I was out there in the stronghold, oh, Dr. G, it was so many revelations that came. Uh, Things came back to me that I had experienced even before Brother Kwame came back into my life to uh, keep me uh, grounded. So nature is the answer and fasting so that you could be able to think and that food is it is not using the energy or the and the toxic uh, toxicity of it is not using the energy to digest uh within your body is you're not gonna die just keep yourself watered without food you're just not so that's my word for today and rashida sister rashida please reach out to me sister thank us thank you dr z thank us thank us thank us well spoken everyone thank you so much for all the knowledge wisdom coming in and before we go i want to just replay uh big pharma history because some people don't think fasting is necessary because, oh, we have the doctors available, we have the hospitals available, we have uh, drugs available, blah, 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 blah. But the system is so evil that even thinking that way, that you can depend on your doctor, your hospital, your um, medical system, even thinking about that way lowers your vibration lowers your immunity because it's not the the system is rooted in so much corruption that uh i want to replay what i played last friday because there was so much in this in this audio and it's not very long about the history of big pharma why we can no longer really depend on it consciously even hospitals as we talked about hospitals are closing and fasting gives you a stronger temple, stronger mind, stronger connection. Your relationship to food shifts from your relationship to the most high creator, energy of love, light, and wisdom. So here we come a big pharma history, how the Rockefellers created this Western medicine. This is just full of so much information. Uh, that I think we all need to hear once again to remind us uh, that we cannot depend on what we, our parents are depending on what we depended on for long. Get us out of our unconscious, uh, reckless, unhealthy behavior. 
We have an evil and corrupt medical system. You might believe that the Western medicine that we have today always existed, but it's only about 100 years old. The one you can thank is John D. Rockefeller. He was an oil billionaire that became the richest man in the United States. In 1863, he opened his first oil refinery in Cleveland. Rockefeller believed that competition was sin and that he needed to eliminate the competition. Therefore, he started to buy every oil refinery that he could find in Cleveland. And within two years, he owned most of them. Over a decade later, his company Standard Oil owned most oil refineries in the United States. His control over the oil market created the first American monopoly. The government didn't like this, so they forced his company to split into smaller companies. Because of Rockefeller's greed, not many people liked him. He wanted to fix his reputation, but at the same time earn even more money. Then he found a brilliant solution. Rockefeller found out that there was a way to use his oil to create drugs. His oil was only worth about a nickel per gallon. But if he used his oil to create drugs, he could earn millions of dollars per gallon. In order for him to succeed with his plan, he bought the German company IG Farben. It was the same company that would later assist Hitler when he killed Jews. Rockefeller's biggest threat was natural health. One big problem with natural remedies was that it wasn't possible to patent them. Therefore, he needed to eliminate it. The first step in the takeover of the medical system was to take over the medical schools. Rockefeller then employed a man called Abraham Flexner. His task was to make a report of the medical schools in America. Flexner was against natural health and believed that it was quackery and that hospitals needed to use allopathic scientific medicine. Flexner released his report in 1910. In his report, he said that American schools should impose higher admission and graduation standards. The Congress then accepted his report, and medical schools had to teach allopathic medicine. Allopathic medicine is when you use drugs to treat illnesses, but don't cure them. When Rockefeller got the green light that medical schools had to teach allopathic medicine, he and the Carnegie family gave grants to medical schools. They told the medical board that they would receive money, but they had to have one representative on the board of directors. And after that, medical doctors started to treat illnesses with drugs. Rockefeller also created the American Medical Association. This organization introduced a medical licensing system. Only doctors that had a license could work as a doctor, and everyone else that used natural remedies got eliminated. The Rockefellers are one of the biggest names in the eugenics movement. It's the belief that the world is overpopulated and that we need to shrink it. Rockefeller and other elite banking families believed that they were better than anybody else and that they needed to create a pure race. The eugenics movement started in America before Hitler killed Jews. It was actually the Rockefellers that introduced this concept to him and helped him kill a lot of people. 
The Rockefellers also started the organization Planned Parenthood. Its aim was to reduce pregnancies in women. Bill Gates' father was once the leader of this organization, and that's the reason why Bill Gates is so involved in eugenics. The Rockefellers and other elite banking families also created the Federal Reserve. It's a central bank in America that creates money from thin air. Bankers met in secrecy in Jekyll Island, 1910. Their plan was to take over the financial system. In 1913, they got the Congress to pass a bill where the money would be created from a central bank. And with the control over the production of money, the Rockefellers and other elite families could now buy everything they wanted. The aim of Big Pharma Medicine is not to make people healthy. Instead, its goal is to make everyone sick, because you can't earn a lot of money if people are healthy. All drug companies work together as one network. The whole system can only continue if there are sick people. If people were healthy, then the whole system would collapse. You can't become healthy if you follow the corrupt system. Psychopaths created the medical system that we have today, and they still run it. Unless we don't realize this, we will continue to stay sick and never heal. It's time for you and me to learn about health and don't trust this evil cartel. There you have it, the evil cartel. He calls it the truth. I'm going to open the phone now, um, for my brother Eddie Harris. I think he's pressed one to share his knowledge and wisdom today because we are together growing in wisdom, knowledge, overstanding, understanding, all of this to become a peaceful, uh, loving, uh, earth residents. We want to change for our children, our grandchildren, and the future. So let me open up the mic for uh, 262-833. So welcome. I believe this is Brother Greetings, 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 family. Greetings and better love together. BLT, better love together. Yes, indeed. <laughs> All right. And right quick, I didn't, I might have missed it, but for me, the biggest fast that we need to start with is the fast of the mind. We need to eliminate a lot of the garbage that we have accepted, education from hearing, seeing, viewing things on all these websites, this, that, and the other. We got to... Uh, cleanse our minds, we have to detox our minds just as well as our body. See, so that's the food for thought that we really need. Uh, Yes, it's very necessary for fasting, but fasting not just from the foods we eat, but the thoughts we take in. Because a lot of the thoughts are negative thoughts. They are basically your thoughts will basically give you the diseases we're talking about that the food basically amplifies. If you have yeah. negative thoughts, that's the, the first precursor to, the, to death. So we need 
to definitely exercise fasting of our minds to cleanse our minds as well as our body and our spiritual soul. So I wanted to add to the mix. And secondly, yes, the mark of the beast, family, the mark of the beast. Just to hit on the numbers with the mark of the beast, beast is 21, which is three. And it says the number of the beast is the number of man. Well, man is three. Beast 21 is three. The mark of the beast is also three. Mark of the beast comes up to 57. Five plus seven is 12, which is one plus two is three. And if you look at it right now, they said the mark of the beast will be put in the hand or on the forehead. Well, hand happens to be 12. And what are we holding in our hands right now? The cell phones. They were changed from mobile phone to cell phone because it's affecting our cellular structure. Cell is 12, which is 3. And the frequency that is being blocked through the technology being used in the cell phones is called 5G. 5G is 3. G is the seventh letter. So, again, that's 57, the mark of the beast. It's 5G right in these phones that are vibrating, vibrating on our cellular, le- uh, cellular level to affect our cells in our body. It's blocking or killing the frequency of the spiritual essence that we are talking about right now. That's the mark of the beast dealing with where we are because that jab, called the shot, shot is 21, and that shot puts the the nanoparticles from the vaccine in your body. Now the 5G frequency or technology will affect. It's all part of the mark of the beast. So I'm going to leave you with that family, peace, and better love together. Together we can make it work. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you so much, Brother Eddie. There's, there it is, renewing our minds. So let us end with some affirmations. This is, these are the, the thoughts, the words that we need to walk with every day to renew our mind, to cleanse our minds, fast from all the negative thoughts and words and actions with these positive affirmations. I am is your genuine self, your authentic consciousness. That which you attach to I am with repetition, with consistency, and with deep belief is what you are and what you become. I am abundance. I am beauty. I am strength. I am happiness. I am gratitude. I am strong. I am wise. I am wonderful. I am persistent. I am positive. I am successful. I am determined. I am motivated. I am confident. I am thoughtful. I am considerate. I am compassionate. I am integrity. I am intelligence. I am truth. I am wealth. I am health. I am plenty. I am good. I am mind. I am joy. I am one. I am perfect. I am peace. I am whole. I am grateful. I am secure. I am free. I am consciousness. I am awareness. I am mind. I am insight. I am revelation. I am illumination. I am enlightenment. I am heaven. I am unlimited. I am harmony. I am prosperous. I am success. I am magnetic. 
vitality. I am calm. I am relaxed. I am pure. I am noble. I am awake. I am allowing. I am creative. I am blessed. I am worthy. I am blissful. I am beautiful. I am gorgeous. I am grace. I am focused. I am kindness. I am imagination. I am inspired. I am vibration. I am divinity. I am light. I am the life. I am the way. I am divine. I am source. I am you. I am me. I am who I am. I am who I'm becoming. I am who I will be. I am perfect. I am perfection. I am that I am. I am that I am. Everybody, please walk with those affirmations, share them, be the light, be the love, and be who you were created to be. Everybody have a great weekend, and come back tomorrow at noon for more of uh, the female solution. We're going to say goodbye now to our global family. We are one. We're going to thank our global family. come to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, Jungkujung, France, Merci. Spain, gracias. Italy, grazie. Egypt, shukran. Ghana, medasi. Nigeria, eshe. South Africa, ngiabonga. Senegal, jaret. Kenya, asante. Israel, toda. Pakistan, shukriya. Afghanistan. Tashakor, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you. And may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's Sat Nam. All right. Have a wonderful.